Welcome to the place where midlife flyness resides. We aren't new to this. We're true to this. So I have a few things that I'd like for you to do. One of them's a question. The other one is a favor. So I'll start with the favor. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast so everyone can know just how fly we are, boo. And I would also like for you to send me your questions or birthdays if you got them coming up at k-e-n-d-r-a at w-o-f-l-y-a-u-n-t-y dot com. Hey girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey, girl. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast with me, Kendra. Come on in. Sit on down. Sat on, sat on down somewhere, as the folk would say. Sat down and grab you something. Can I get you some water? Mmm, some nice water is always good, especially when it's cold. Not with this cold weather, though. Oh, my goodness. Listen, these Flo- this Florida blood right here, this is some Florida girl blood, honey. Just the thought of the, the snow and things. And shout out to my Houston fam. Man, Texas. Let's just, okay, so, we gonna, uh, that was my re, re, remix, reverse, re, that was me doing my own, back it up, back it up, back it up, back that thing up, juvenile style. Maybe I could do the beat. Dun, 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 dun. That's how backing it up. We backing it up. I know you're doing it to death now. <laughs> but let's back it up. Uh, Texas, Texas. I know y'all big is all outdoors, and, and Texas is a humongous state, but Houston, my heart is with you. What is that? What is that? A reminder to all of us that local elections, a dog catcher, a, a school board superintendent, mayor, oh, in Colorado, the mayor in Colorado, one of them towns, he had to re- resign he was like um y'all shouldn't be looking for nobody to come and help you and and uh, i think the governor abbott of texas said pretty much the same and uh we'll get to ted cruz in a minute but governor abbott was like um uh yeah don't you love being in a state with no regulations so you can live free and die free no the fuck thank you (laughs) no 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 thank you i like lights and water and uh in the middle of a fucking pandemic Get out of here. Ted Cruz, this read is for you. It's not even a read. It's a dragon. And I'm going to start with your wife because she should have stopped your ass. But clearly she 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 don't have no friends because her friends let go of the group text message and released it to like the New York Post. Like, oh, yeah, she's a bitch. <laughs> they told on her. I can't imagine 
somebody in my group text releasing the girl chat. That the girl chat is like a sacred little space, right? I can't imagine. So yeah, Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Funny thing. Uh, people want to build a wall. Some people want to build a wall. But uh, when it's time to take a break, they want to go to Mexico. Now you want to lead them, people to Mexicans in Mexico unless you want to go visit their place. High key audacity and fuckery. I know I probably said fuck about 15 times. Get your headphones. I said grab them. <laughs> yeah, high key fuckery. And, and not just to leave his constituents and do it so publicly. I mean, it's not like he caught a private flight. And, and I'm sure that somebody in Texas would have flown him on their private jet. But got on the flight midday, people taking pictures of him, use security from the police department, um, and left the dog at the house, but covered the plants. I, I don't know. I So much, so much wrong there. But that has so little to do with what's going on right, right now, other than hypocrisy. Yeah, and audacity mm -hmm. and fuckery. Again, a shout out to you, Houston. Heart is with you. I'm praying and hoping and, and all the good vibes on things getting better soon for all of you and everyone that's going through something. So, yeah, that that's a lot. That is a whole, whole lot. And I've, I've never had an opportunity to get to you, Houston, but you're on my list. You're on my list. I've met some really dope people from Houston. So yeah, on my way, as soon as outdoors opens up pretty good, you know, soon, whenever that comes. And speaking of outdoors opening up, I told y'all last week I was getting my vaccination and I did and uh, it went well. I, the only thing I had was a, a sore, a very sore arm. It felt like the Hulk or somebody uh, punched me in my arm uh, for a couple of days. Took my Tylenol, drank my water. I've been doing all of my, my uh, sea moss and all the things and all of our vitamins and all the stuff that we've been doing along the way. And you know what, y'all? Of all the things that we have talked about on this here podcast in this couple of past months or so, um, y'all were pissed about that the vaccine. So I'm going to, to take a, a moment of a point of privilege <laughs> and, and give you a little information about me. Again, I've told you before, I graduated from Tuskegee University. So I am very well aware of people's fears uh, directly surrounding this. That's not even Tuskegee. But we're going to back that up. Tuskegee University's syphilis experiment was not about giving black men and the community syphilis. It was about withholding medication to see what happens to the body and to the community for years and years and years until you could see what the the ramifications of unchecked syphilis was so it was not about a shot but it was about medical abuse which is a huge huge problem systematically in the United States for black people for brown people for people who are socially, socially, let's just back that up for people who ain't got no money. Socioeconomic uh, situations in, are certainly involved in the malpractice and mistreatment of black bodies. Specifically, let's get into it some more black women. So 
forced sterilizations, uh, mental health issues that are still ignored. Um, I, <laughs> I thought about like Wanda Sykes. I don't know if you saw her last special, but she had a double mastectomy. And she was saying that um, when she left the hospital, they pretty much were like, OK, even with her being Wanda Sykes. Right. Uh, here here um, is a two Tylenol PMs and, and, and come back for your checkup. And she said she got on the set of Blackish, and everybody was like, wait a minute, what do you mean? Wanda needs, what is she in pain? And she said, white people were coming from every direction. Somebody had an IV drip and, you know, uh, Percocets and, and Valiums and all kinds of things. And I know that, you know, she was ha-ha joking, but she wasn't ha-ha joking. Like, again, Serena Williams, one of the most famous people on earth had a blood clot before she had her beautiful baby and had to advocate for herself once she had her child because she knew what it felt like for her to have a blood clot and they still didn't want to treat her even with all of her money even with all of her access so back to this vaccine and my inbox it is not about facts and feelings it's about facts you see these people out here walking around with no mask on you see it we're, we're closing in on 500,000 people in the United States dead in a year. Many of us, the, and many of us, and if you're listening to me, you're probably in my age range. The younger folks are very, very angry. We, the older folk, the midlifers, have been bearing a lot of the brunt of this, of trying to keep our teenage and high school and and young adult people from bringing bullshit into our house and to try to keep mama and them and everybody sane as they have to stay in the house they can't go to church they can't meet with their friends for for food you know they can't even walk through costco good right you know because i know you know a costco run turns into a whole situation on saturday because they have snacks they give out food (laughs) but yes so the, the midlife people, I personally, me, I personally, last year experienced so much death from friends, family, and extended friends and family that I, honest to God, cannot remember everything that went on last year. I had to check out for my own sanity. So with that being said, getting a shot, getting the vaccine for me, The COVID-19 vaccine is not about trivializing the trauma and collective trauma that has been placed on us in the black community. I know this is is serious. We edutainment today. We get a little, we go, we go, we going to pick it back up, but it's not about that. It is about that. But in this moment, it is about this moment, this one right here that we are all living. Thank you living through because what are the options what are the options do you know something else does anyone know something else that it's not something that you uh, heard but something that you know because I can only go by what I absolutely 100% know I don't ever want to attend another Zoom funeral, ever. I was blessed with the opportunity to be with my mother when she took her last breath. 
as I feel as though she was blessed. I was blessed that she was there when I took my first one. The thought of having someone else, not even me, this ain't me, someone else having to tell their loved one goodbye over um, a, a iPad. Come on now. Come on now. So getting the COVID vaccine to me, for me, is me protecting myself, me protecting my family, me trying to move forward past whatever this is. We don't know what the fuck is next. But you can't tell me. You can't tell me what we experienced last year will become any better if we don't take a chance on ourselves. So it's not about emotion. It's about facts. And the fact is, we're in a fucked up situation with some really fucked up people who don't give a fuck. That was 15 fucks. But yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't care. You've, you've seen people hosting and having huge events and all of that stuff. They don't care. They don't. So if this is the opportunity that we have to save ourselves, if this is the life raft that we have in the form of medicine, I'm going for it. And I don't have any room for debate that is not based in reality. Apparently, some of us have forgotten that Every one of us have gotten shots. Let me, quick story. So my kids are a teen and tween. And uh, I had chicken pox twice when I was a kid. Once it was mom, second time it was bad. My children don't know what chicken pox is. They have no idea because there's a vaccine for it. Do you remember having chicken pox? Do you know anyone who doesn't have them now? The anti-vaxxing community is large, but my people, my black people, my people, my sisters, my people, I'm hopping off my soapbox, but I'm going to say this. Facts, not feelings. Now, we're going to pop on over to something else. Lighten the mood a little bit. I figured I'd give us a look I guess that would be like a a little smoke break (laughs) I mean you know sometimes you know the 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 flyness of auntie behavior is being the fly ass auntie with the fly ass clothes and sometimes that auntie have to wrap them knuckles and be like listen here uh, shake the table and all that good stuff. So I don't, I didn't, what I, did I watch anything last week? I do not believe that I did. I had some really good talks with my girlfriends. That is, there's a love that when you get to pick back up and talk to your friends, that is just so edifying. We talk about everything and absolutely f- another, just fucking nothing. You know, go from girl and I was getting ready to and da 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 da, and then what you cooking tonight, and and then the, the 
kids and the husband and the wife and the, the this and the, the boyfriend and the so on and so forth. And then talking about way back then and come on, slide on back up to now. There's just nothing like a good girlfriend chat. I can't wait until I can chop it up with my friends in person. I uh, Some of the best times that I, I had as a, a young adult was in the hip hop times in Atlanta and Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, back then when Chris Lover Lover, that was um, <laughs> Chris Lover Lover and Poon Daddy <laughs> used to be on the radio. ATL, stand up. I know y'all remember. But back when in the 90s, I think that Atlanta hip hop is probably going to be remembered like the Harlem Renaissance. Really, it really, really, really shook the fucking table it really did it changed the game Atlanta hip-hop changed the game for everyone it changed it for everyone and so a lot of my friends that I met in my young adult life are people that I met when I lived in Atlanta and so we have all of those like great great memories to connect on and so when I said Chris Lover Lover, it made me think about um, this conversation I had this past week with my friend. We were talking about when Chris Lover Lover, uh, Ludacris, used to be on the radio. And y'all, he used to be on the radio like all the time. Hot 97 in Atlanta, if it's still there. I'm pretty sure Hot 97 is still around. But it was the first like hip hop station in Atlanta because V103 had been holding it down across the board. You know, hip hop, R&B, gospel um just the whole community station right so that was a a huge deal to have this hip-hop station and he used to be on the radio all the time and then in the evenings he would be at every spot in Atlanta handing out flyers talking about his uh uh, rap career everybody was like brother get out of here you're a radio personality you you." uh we was wrong he, he was pretty much like move bitch get out get out the way get out the hey get out the way so yes so you know at the the comedy act theater and at justin's and at the shark bar and all of that good stuff and then to be able to have that history with your friends and then to come to the the, the current times where you know you can go back and forth there is nothing like them conversations, right? There's nothing like those good, good conversations with people who know you, <laughs> know where them, the body's buried. <laughs> they know, they know, they know. And that you don't have to explain. You know, it's one of them conversations that go like this. Girl, what? Mm-hmm. No. For real? When? Mm-mm. Say what? Now you lie. I know you lie. Wait a minute. And then yell at somebody. Put that down. I know y'all not still playing them video games. So anyway, girl, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I did a whole reenactment. A whole reenactment. And while I'm talking about old school stuff and old school things like red solo cups, what's in your cup of fucking this week? What is in your cup of fucking? Do you have your mug? I know you do. What's in your cup of fucking mug for this week? I know you got some good stuff in there. This week, is it actually like a a real libation, like a real drink you have in there? Or is it just a concept, an idea? What you got going on? I don't know. I don't know. What's in my cup? Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's just just a cup of fucking.
You know what time it is. It's time for the remix. Hey, here's the remix. You you know what? Before we pop into the remix, let me tell you, I checked out Jill Scott's uh, podcast with her friends. Oh my goodness. That was some, that's some good, good girlfriend conversation right there. Oh, it's so wonderful. It is wonderful. You feel like I'm sitting at the table too, with y'all talking about the things and the things and the things, real things, good, bad. They talked about, you know, uh, infidelity, being cheated on, cheating on somebody, all of the stuff, you know, uh, oh my goodness. One episode that was so, so dope was them talking about things that white people do that we need to get into. And one of them was claiming our cities, like not just hanging around in your block, but like going to visit like all the stuff in your city and stop concerning yourself with that white gaze. Cause you might be the only one in there. You might be the only one bungee jumping. You might be the only one doing something and one of the things they talked about that's leading us into this week's remix is they were talking about jumping into the water and swimming without having to consider your hair oh gosh don't we have to think about the hair all the time I mean even if you've gotten your hair braided are you rocking a natural like okay so I'm gonna jump in this pool but I'm not gonna just jump in here without thinking about well I mean if we're on vacation what we doing later? Do I have a hat? <laughs> do, I, do I have something to, to, to make my hair, you know, be able to do the things that I want to do? Because once I hit this water, you know, shrinkage is real. You know, men have to face other shrinkages in the water. It's our her. We have to worry about our hair. Not our, our dicks. We ain't worried about that. <sighs> moment of silence moment of silence but yes so that leads me into this is that was the worst and least classy transition about a super duper classy lady and you have if you follow me on the grams the nets the webs the all the places then you know that i love me some Loris c norris from the house of flawless love 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 her and Aloris is not in the midlife flyness category she she ain't 40 yet she she creeping up on it she creeping up on it so this is a point of privilege again about someone that is just so dope and totally has remixed and repurposed her life Aloris has been in the beauty industry for over two decades and I mean like I said she ain't 40 yet and this Coming weekend. So by the time this episode drops, Aloris will have had her book signing of her first published book about I may not be perfect, but my lipstick is. Ain't that a title, honey? Ain't that a title? Listen, because I am a believer in putting on, I'm doing all this stuff, putting on some lipstick and handling things. And that is what Miss Aloris of the House of Flawless absolutely does. And what makes this jump back into, follow me, follow me, go back to the hair issue and the hair, black hair is not an issue. Our hair is not an issue. It's an issue for us other people but it's not an issue for us and to claim that space for ourselves is because Aloris's book signing will be at the Madam C.J. Walker Museum how amazing is that in Atlanta and 
she will be hosting that well they are they are allowing her and they invited her to come and have a book signing you know covid responsible book signing in the madam cj walker museum so a black history moment for the first black woman millionaire in this country transitioning to her legacy still living on in black women claiming beauty spaces and redefining and remixing beauty for our damn selves. Some of my younger listeners, some of y'all don't remember this, but it was only a few places that you could go and get your makeup. And that was Estelada. No one Estelada. Ooh, it was Fashion Fair. And, oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. I'm just having me a whole senior moment. I'm going to let myself go on the floor robbers. I knew I was like, I'm not even going to look it up. I could cheat and Google it, but I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Flora Roberts, Flora Roberts and and Ebony and Fashion Fair were the only places that you could get makeup that matched your skin tone. Other than that, you'd have to use some pressed powder and some rouge, some, you know, and make it and make it work. And it's not that makeup is necessary. It's an enhancement that if you want to use it, you should be able to. And Aloris has her own line of lipstick, her own line of foundation, her own line of eyeshadow palettes, all of them with every shade of beauty in mind. But today I am honoring my dear friend for all of her fabulousness and being worthy of being recognized for remixing, repurposing all of the things that she has done. And I didn't even give you the background because I just started gushing. But Alora started working in the department store. She re- was reminded, you know what? Ain't nobody going to rock for me like me. She took a bet on the best bet that you can ever bet. And that's that bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Took her experiences and turned it into a empire in the making. It's an empire because we say so. Alora C. Norris, you are absolutely this week's remix. And baby! I can't wait to see what you do next. Yes, ma'am. Hey, let it ride. Come on. Hey, hype squad. What's the popping topic? Been talking this week, y'all. What are, what what are we talking about this week? What's what's good? What are we talking about this here week? Uh, I'd like to focus in on a little something called betting on yourself. I just said that about Alores. One of the best bets that you could possibly make is betting on yourself. Uh, uh, the myth of the strong black woman is a fucking prison. I've said that to you before and I've said it all over the place and I mean it. Letting that go of the societal standards of what being a good woman, good person means, but specifically for black women, what does that look like? Hmm. Does it mean that you have to be superhuman? Does it mean that you have to be able to do everything? I could do everything. I could do it myself. I could do I could do it. I could get it all done. You can, but it's breaking your back, breaking your spirit, breaking your everything, and you're doing it for everybody else, but you're not doing it for yourself. 
Ooh, that be so hard to realize sometimes. It really, really do. Like, it really be hard sometimes to realize that, you know what? I'm doing everything for everybody. Where's my cape for someone to come in and cape for me? You, you're the person that's going to cape for you. Betting on yourself is the best damn bet you can make. You could put all your money on you. All the gifts that God has given you. All the things that you've been through. Everything that brought you to this moment. To bring you through this moment. All of those things are a safe bet. Because no matter what the outcome is. You're going to take that with you. And be better. Your business is not too late. Your dreams is not too late. Your goals, your aspirations, it's not too late. If you bet on you, you can't lose. How many times are you going to get that kind of bet? Never. You're, you, never. Never. In all of the things that you feel are your fucked upness, all the things that you feel like, oh, this thing about me is just, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to get it done with, you know, the way I procrastinate and we will talk ourselves out of betting on ourselves you know they say bet on black you know that's what they say now I ain't no gambler if I walk into a casino you might get a penny out of me but when it comes to myself and learning how to invest in myself with rest and money right and learning, and education, and meditation, and exercise, and giving to myself, that is a safe bet. That's a safe bet. So, of course, you know I have a story. (laughs) Of course, I have a story. There's always story time at auntie's. (laughs) There's always a story. So, I've, I've said this before, but I don't think I've gone into depth. And if I have Pardon me, but, you know, it probably has a little more nuance to it now. Uh, I am a a fitness instructor as well as all of the other things that I do. And I kind of bumped into it, kind of, kind of, it bumped into me. I bumped into it. Now, of course, it was no bumping into. It's all divine design, right? So I started being a cycle instructor. And when I tell you that the people that I worked with then, not the ones that I work with now, with the people that I work with then, I can't say that they hated me, but they did everything that they possibly could to dissuade me. And the it hurt me. It hurted me. It hurted me, ED. It hurted me. Because I'm like, what why what is the problem? What is the, the thing? I'm I I'm being myself. But being myself wasn't formulaic and it didn't fit into what they thought was aesthetically. Uh, fitness instructor. I ain't no little girl. I ain't no little chick. Uh, I'm five eight, flat footed, no heels, and um, my ideal weight is one seventy five. Right now, I'm one eighty five. So I'm not, I'm not a small person. I've been way over two hundred pounds before, way, and at the time. I couldn't understand. I could do everything that everyone else was doing. Why don't you want me? Then I had to switch my way of thinking and be like, fuck it. I want me. 
I want me to be in this space. I want me to hold this space for people who look like me, don't look like me, different journeys, different aspirations, but in some way or in their life, they were the cornerstone that someone threw away. Yes, you can cuss and no Bible verses. I grew up in church just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the, I couldn't understand. And so I bet on myself and I was put, <laughs> I was put in a time slot that nobody wanted. I mean, nobody wanted because it was a Sunday morning time slot at eight o'clock in the morning. And most people were heading to church or sleeping or, you know, coming home. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. I had plenty of them nights myself. And so I started there. And what I did was I realized that everyone that came inside that time, I understood that each one of those people had took a bet on themselves, that they set their alarm the night before that they decided that they were going to give themselves something that they normally wouldn't, or if they normally did, it wouldn't normally be in that space. And that I always, and I still to this day, and even in this absolute moment where you're hearing my voice right now, that people spend time with you, that they are never going to get back. So honor that. So it didn't matter if it was one person in the room or two, which eventually turned to 50 which eventually turned into a wait list, which eventually turned into me being a successful fitness instructor, not by someone else's standards, but mine, because I was successful the moment that I decided it wasn't about them. It was about me. Betting on yourself is the safest bet that you can make. I have a dear friend that was living, she's been working in an environment that was so toxic. And it was, it was breaking her heart and it was hurting her spirit. And she recently took that bet and bet on herself. Turned that resignation letter in to them people. And you know what they did? You know what they did? They cried and they were sad. And they're very, very, very upset because they couldn't understand why she was leaving and what happened and so on and so forth. She was betting on herself to put herself in a better place, to put herself in a space that would be conducive to her being her best self, not just at work, but overall. Safe bet. You are the best bet. You as you are, not later, not two years from now, not when you could fit into them jeans, not when you could put that bikini on. You can do all of that right now. If anybody got a problem with your FUPA, they will FUPA adjust. <laughs> they would just have to FUPA adjust. They just have to adjust. We are so worthy. You are so worthy. Bet on yourself, sis. Put all the house money down on it. I guarantee you, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. Mm-hmm. Bet on yourself. So what's in this week's take home bag? It's super duper simple. It's what we've talked about this entire episode. Your passion, your purpose. It's not for nothing, sis. 
if you feel as though crafting or helping others or whatever it is that is put on your heart to do, it is for you to do. It's everybody's responsibility to follow their map, the one that's been placed, their GPS, right? Their, their God-provided service, right? <laughs> that, that instrument inside of you that keeps guiding you towards something and you just keep like, I don't want to do it. And it's like, here it go popping up again. I don't want to do it. Here it go popping again. Y'all remember that little girl? I ain't going to do it. Do it for the ground. I ain't going to do it. Do it for the ground. I ain't going to do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. If, if, if it continues to be in your heart, that passion is your purpose. Hold on to it. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. Nobody can understand what your stuff is because that ain't they stuff. That ain't what been put on they plate, on they heart, in their GPS for them to follow. It doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them not understand what direction you going in. Surround yourself with people who even if they don't understand where you're going, will clap for you. But most important, you know what? Clap for your damn self. You know what? Clap for your damn self. Take that home with you. Turn it into your daily routine to keep reminding yourself you're headed in the right direction. It never looks like you think it's going to look, sis. It never does. But you'll get there. You will. Well, you know what time it is, Midlife Flyers. It's time for us to go out and be fly. The clock on the wall says that's all, y'all. This is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra. I'll see you soon. It's time for takeoff, baby. <laughs>